This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Happy 600. Happy 600, man. How about that? Six, and then again, don't adjust your sets. Every 100 shows, we dress up like uh, professionals and uh, pretend for at yeah. least three hours. And that's what we'll do again today. 844-SAY-ACCN uh, is the number for the program. Everybody's here. Captain Ron, Robert. I saw Otto earlier oh, today. Yeah. He rolled in here about 4 a.m. Chester's now down. He's had enough. Got yeah. a little air time. He's good. Uh, Fuller's doing his thing over there. He leaned yeah, up against you, up right? Against feet, yeah. Good to go. Yeah. Uh, we flew back together we yesterday. Did. We made it one piece. Yeah, we were on a uh, we were on an American Airlines flight on time. Yeah, yeah, we were kind of on time. We were on time. Yeah, you we were in the front of the plane. I was on no, the no, I back. was in twelve B, middle seat. It's unlike you to very, be amongst us. Very unlike regulars. <laughs> You were now. You weren't back there with the roosters and the. Uh, and you were poultry. against the window, huh? I was pressed in the corner. Me and George Lynch were back. You and the, George Lynch George, in the very back. And huh? I was just thankful that George wasn't sitting in front of me, leaning back, because George, I, I, I was squeezed back there. I don't know how George. Yeah, I, I had a gentleman in eleven uh, B, who was probably five eight, five nine, who sat in front of me. That felt, works. Felt the opportunity to lean the seat back was important to his experience flying home. A little so, tight squeeze. In it. So he dropped it right in my lap yesterday. Not, not quite first class at not 12B. Long, in not long after takeoff, he just dropped it right in my lap, the seat in front. Yeah, it was good. It's all right. We got there in one piece. Yeah, we did. And appreciate everybody. Uh, great coverage, great production help we got in New Orleans. Um, we had a blast, though. What a good, I mean, that was, oh, yeah. that was we'll get trip. to the game because the game last night was a classic. Game was, was very good. Fantastic final. We'll um, get into all that stuff. But New Orleans, uh, once again, does an amazing job hosting. Yeah. Uh, yeah everybody again, has a good time in New Orleans. The don't bigger they? the party, the better New Orleans gets. Yep. It can't get too big for New Orleans. They Great do a point. tremendous job hosting. Uh, the games were unbelievable. The Duke Carolina game, classic game last night, yep. unbelievable. Historic comeback. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it. But uh, good times, man. Always great food. Weather, for the most part, was really good. Yeah. Our production folks were great. Terrific. Putting all that together mm-hmm. the way they did. It was a lot of fun. So, show 600 today is uh, a lot about Carolina and Kansas last night for the national championship. We're going to check in on spring sports. Seth Greenberg will be here about 930 this morning. We'll catch up with him. We'll also take your calls, 844-SAY-ACCN, uh, as we celebrate 600 editions of Packer and Durham on television. If you add all the radio up, what are we looking at? Closing in on 1,000? Close no. to 1,000. Wow. About uh, another three, four weeks from 1,000. We've had Ooh. 774 different guests through 600 shows. 774 wow. different guests. And the school with the most appearances? Yeah. Florida State. Here's really? a bar bet for you. FSU. How about that? They've had 49 appearances. 49 okay. different appearances associated with Florida State. That's crazy. Knowles, first in the clubhouse. There you go. Leader in the clubhouse, there you Florida go. State. Um, so, my dad had a line one time that if you got a great – if you didn't have a vested interest, that was a heck of a game. That was the line. If you just were looking for a good game last night, you got your you got your money's worth, didn't you? I watched the game last night with Billy Packer yeah? and, the, and the rest of the family. And he was so into the game last night. Right. I mean – it was kind of refreshing to see, quite frankly. Really a good game. 
Oh my God! If you didn't have a vested of, interest, you love the game. A game of runs, right? I mean, Absolutely. just amazing runs, incredible ebb and flow. And if you watch the first couple minutes, right, and the heels are down seven zip, you're thinking, yikes! Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you turned it off at seven nothing and said, I'm not coming back in the room, and and then all of a sudden you said, hey, listen, don't worry, it's a 15 point lead at half. You'd go, oh, oh Kansas, God. oh, oh wait a minute, yeah. North Carolina's up 15, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, an amazing run. Last night by mm-hmm. both teams. They just threw haymakers, much like we saw with Duke Carolina yeah. on Saturday. But Kansas gave us a dose, Wes, in the second half, exactly what they did to Miami. Right. Right? Same mm-hmm. thing in Chicago, where all of a sudden, hey, they're down, and bam, here they come out of nowhere uh, with just great defensive intensity and make shots. And they went on a run in the second half, and all of a sudden, North Carolina, it was game on. That 15-point lead evaporated in an instant. Yeah. It was eerily similar to Chicago, right? Just eerily similar um, in the way the ball game unfolded. Although the lead was not, you know, it was a single-digit situation, wasn't 15 points with Miami. Kansas just exploded in the second half. I made some notes last night, kind of watching, looking at the second-half box score. The, the thing that concerned me the more I read about the ball game and started thinking about the ball game after yesterday's show was – how many turnovers would Carolina have at the end of the game back? You know, because Kansas had kind of been sneaky good on defense. And, boy, that showed up in the second half. They had eight turnovers last night in the second half, producing 14 points in the second half for Kansas. Well, yeah, North Carolina shoots 27% in the second half. That's it. 27 Two of 12 from three. Uh, you know, the combination of the guys who have just been so great, Love, Baycott, and Davis, go right. 13 to 54 from the field. Yep. And, you know, Caleb Love is one of those guys now. I mean, hey, he, he can turn it in a millisecond. You, you've seen him do it so many times during the season and more specifically during the NCAA tournament right. where maybe a slow start, some, some questionable shots, and then all of a sudden he catches fire. Well, last night that did not quite work, right? Yeah. Caleb Love's missed 19 of his 24 shots, uh, but it's such a back-and-forth game. It was high drama. It had a little bit of everything. And, you know, from a North Carolina perspective, Armando Baycott, dude, game. take my hat. Game. Wow. I mean, what a gutsy, warrior-like effort. I mean, the guy could barely move, and he gives you 15 and 15, and Turns his ankle again. And by the way, get the floor fixed, please. Come on. You got to be better. The floor can't give. That's why he turned his ankle late. Uh, but I thought Baycott was just trying. Mean, just the yeah. guttiness and saying, hey, listen, this is a championship. These are my boys. Let's go to work. And I thought he was tremendous last night. I thought the impact of the injury was his vertical explosiveness. Right. Didn't no, you? no question. I mean, I just didn't think he was as clean around the rim as he had been. You know, prior to the ankle twist against Duke on uh, on Saturday, um, but man, look at this list. How'd you like to be on this list? David Robinson and Armando and Armando Baycott. That's it. Blake Griffin, the X Man, Zeke from Cabin Creek, Jerry West, Tom Gola LaSalle. <laughs> How about those double double numbers? That was back, by the way, before double doubles were a thing. So points and rebounds, you know, you had guys sitting in the stands charting it, you know, type deal. But amazing list for Armando Baycott. To I just love the toughness. I mean, I did too. And, and I, it was just such a gutty effort. Yeah. And uh, but again, give Kansas all the credit in the world. I mean, oh. You're down 16, mm-hmm. 
and North Carolina really put the mojo on him, man. He was like, hey, yeah. are you kidding me? At halftime, I'm like, wow, who would have thought this? Down mm-hmm. seven zip right out of the gate. Hubert Davis, how fired up was he during the interview during the first awesome. half? It was unbelievable. But, you know, you're down 7 nothing. and even coach said, hey, you know what, my guys were nervous. Well, hey, it is a national championship, right? It's, yeah. it is, it's not just a regular old game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the heels are up 15. You're thinking, man, they got them right where they won them. But here comes Kansas again. I just thought both teams laid it all on the line. It was a tremendous – it was a classic. It really was an epic game. And uh, maybe if you just needed a good laugh. If you just needed a good laugh last night, you got it during the presentation of the trophy. <laughs> when, when the president of the NCAA, Mark Emery, who has literally one job to do, and that is to thank the city of New Orleans and the fans, and then you congratulate whatever the team it is that wins. And so what, what does he do? He gets the microphone, gets booed, of course. Why not? Well, KU fans, we're going to boo Mark Emery. Right. And, and get it. So, But Mark Emmert thanks the city of New Orleans, thanks the great basketball fans, and then congratulates the Kansas City Jayhawks. Now, I don't know who they are, the Kansas City Jayhawks. Maybe that's why they haven't been put on probation yet because the folks at the NCAA are investigating the Kansas City Jayhawks. It's an old who, AHL hockey team. Who don't exist <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. So nice job, President Emmert. You are on top of it. No wonder why the NIL didn't get done. You have nothing to go with transfer portal. You have no idea what's happening in sport. The Kansas City Jayhawks. It was not a shining moment for uh, the oh, president. Gosh. Dr. Emmert. I mean, come on, right. man. What are you doing? You've got one job. Yeah. New Orleans, great job. All right. Uh, basketball fans, wasn't this awesome? <laughs> want to congratulate the Kansas City Jayhawks. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. He, he is so weak, it's pitiful. So it's really, it's comical. If you didn't laugh, I, I mean, if you needed just a comic relief, he yeah. was there for he it. He was your guy. What a joke. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations to Bill Self in Kansas. Uh, the number one seed to make it to New Orleans ends up winning the national championship. And, and, and they deserved it. Oh, and, and, and you it's know, a great basketball I mean, It's a really good basketball team. And Remy Martin great. making crazy shots late. I mean, there were dudes. It reminded me a lot of the Duke game on mm-hmm. Saturday that dudes were just stepping up and making plays late. Yeah. The the thing you can't you can't script okay is the momentum shifts in a game and every and momentum is a funny word because everybody's starting to examine it and try and identify and things like that. That's why we I, I think we put a little flag in the ground about the second half against Miami and Chicago. The deficit wasn't nearly what that was, but Kansas had to go about this in a different way last night. North Carolina, Baycott, nowhere near a hundred percent. But here's the other thing too. Love and Davis were a combined one of 13 from three last night. Carolina got some perimeter help. Brady Manick had three of their five threes. We had a tough night, huh? How about how many shots he took to the yeah, noggin look, last night? I mean, Brady Manick gutted it out too now. there was He might have been seeing two or three at some so point. So let me ask you something. Sure. In, in college football, a guy gets hit. He's whistled off the field. He's off the field for probably, I don't know, half an hour sometimes. Right. Brady Manick took – Back-to-back shots, elbows to the face, right. the forehead. I thought the first time he got lit, I thought he was knocked out. Yeah. And, you know, next thing you know, he's back in the game. I mean, are there, I guess the protocols are a little different. I mean, it's still a student athlete. It's, it's not still a college point. sports. It's, let's say it's not as much of a point of emphasis in college basketball. Well, at least in college football, you're protected. Yeah. In, in college basketball, you get an elbow to the nose, the face, the jaw, the forehead. Right. 
Guys, right back in the game, we don't we don't do anything. I'm, yeah. I'm just asking. No, I mean, it's no, it's got nothing no, to do I, with the outcome of the game. I'm just asking a a medical question here. Yeah, no, you bring up a really good point, and yet it's no, it's not the point of emphasis that it is in football. It's just what it is. Makes zero sense. Yes. Would you agree with that? Yes. Makes absolutely positively zero yeah, sense. Yeah, but you're also now talking about having a uh, medical observer, just like you do. Well, why wouldn't we? Not. Good question. Good question. I mean, he did not look right. I mean, I, again, I'm not a doctor, as you well know. I barely play. Dress like one today. I, I barely play. And listen, I barely play the role of a host, yeah. much less trying to be a medical I, professional. You know, I, I just saw Carolina showed you a lot of guts last oh, night. Oh, no doubt. Both showed those you a teams, lot of guts. Both those teams last night realized, hey, and, the tank is going to be empty tonight, so let's go. I, mean, gonna, I, I thought they – say it all the time. Just entertain me. That right. game last night was a tremendous entertainment. And, look, I'm not one to – argue voting results or you know who wins something individually over in a championship situation but (laughs) david mccormick's the most outstanding player of the tournament i mean david mccormick last night finished with 15 points and 10 rebounds and he had a career day on saturday ochai baji was really good five for five from three to start saturday and hit a three last night to start the ball game but Kansas wins that game because of McCormick last night, Pac. Well, they they also won it because Remy Martin started making everything he looked at. Well, that's true, but Remy Martin. It's a team game. I, yeah. listen, all that stuff. That's why I don't vote on any of that stuff. It's like, hey, well, whoever you well, get to. I don't know to, who voted fine. last night, but I would have voted McCormick had I had a vote. Team effort, man. Yeah. It took everything for Kansas to rally back. A historic comeback. Biggest yeah. comeback in the history of the tournament. I would also add this, too. <clears throat> Give some credit to Puff Johnson last night. Tremendous. Great. It looked like when, when Leaky Black picked up his fourth, it looked like Carolina might be toast because the, the run was in process and all the things in the second half were kind of stacking up on Hubert Davis's team. And Puff Johnson played great. Sure did. And, uh, and good for that young man because uh, he's kind of been just a, a sidecar to the deal. But last night was able to get in and contribute. And uh, that's a bright that's a bright statement for Carolina where they may be going for and drew a charge, as well. So there you go. Good for Puff Johnson. He took a shot in the stomach and was a little woozy after that. And uh, but you saw some pieces maybe of the future, and we'll talk about that as well. Not just at Carolina, but in the ACC uh, as we move along this morning. Uh, an amazing run for North Carolina. A great an ACC tournament uh, for the fact that the league goes fourteen and five. Yeah. Um, you still want to cut down the net So At the end of the day, you know what? You want the hardware. Yeah, you want to win. You, you want no it. Hey, it's the reason we keep score. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, for the ACC, did themselves proud in the tournament now. 14-5 and five on the men's side. The women went 12-8. and eight. Yep. Uh, You combine them, put them together. It's a 26-13 and 13 mark, uh, which is tied, I guess, technically with the Big 12 and their combination of 22-11 and 11 between the men and the women's mm-hmm. tournament. So, uh, But the Big 12, great basketball league. Uh, oh, yeah. Cannot argue with that. And when you look at the ACC's men in this tournament, 14 mm-hmm. and 5. Right. The five losses, obviously, one was the Duke Carolina game, was self imposed, right? Sure. The other four losses were compliments of the Big 12. Wow. How about that? Virginia Tech lost to Texas. Yep. Notre Dame lost to Texas Tech. And Miami and North Carolina lost to Kansas. So the Big 12 mm. gets the hardware back to back years. Baylor a year ago, yeah. Kansas this year. Of course, the Virginia beat Texas Tech in 19. Uh, so, again, the Big 12's always been traditionally, I think, a tremendous basketball league mm-hmm. top to bottom. 
and the best team in the country, the Kansas Jayhawks. Or, as Mark Emery calls them, the Kansas City Jayhawks, whoever they may be. Um, if you'll notice this morning, we're wearing suits or coats and ties. I, suits might be a stretch. I could have gone suit. Yeah, well, that's all right. Packer, have, however, does have on his Disney one-year pen. I told you. Yeah, it's nice. My friend Jimmy sent this to Your me. Your friend Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy Patara. That's you right. heard of Jimmy? Have you met Jimmy yet? Yeah, we did at Duke. Yeah. You met him? Although Good he guy. blew right by me and went right to you. Yeah, we got the selfie together. That's right. Me and my friend Jimmy. Yeah. Got the pen here. So here Easy we pen. are, show 600. We're going to get to your calls, 844-SAY-ACCN. We'll talk about ACC basketball. When we come back, though, conference cuts from the Louisiana Superdome last night. Post game with the Tar Heels following a – Lost to Kansas for the national title. You'll hear from Hubert Davis, Armando Baycott, and more when we continue on 600 of Packer and Durham. The Packer and Durham Podcast. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. The game. Just like that, Carolina's got their 20th head men's basketball coach. The next thing you know, word was out that the Hubert Davis was going to become the next head men's basketball coach. And he gets the Carolina way, which is really important. This is that early season signature moment you talked about one of these two teams getting. Well, Carolina's going to be the team that gets it. Oh, absolutely. 87-67 to 67 in a game that was completely dominated from start to finish by the Blue Devils. Tap to buzzer, Duke was a stronger team. Love on the drive, to the basket. It's Manic who puts it in with 3.1. North Carolina wins it. And Pittsburgh is going to beat Carolina for the third time in the last four meetings against these Tar Heels. There are games that you simply cannot lose. North Carolina, that loss was a killer. Yep. As far as the big picture. Ten seconds to go. Love for three. Yes! Hubert Davis told us earlier, there have been some good things happening for this program this season. And right now, North Carolina coming down the stretch seems to be putting it all together. And the North Carolina Tar Heels come into Cameron Indoor Stadium on Mike Krzyzewski's final night coaching in this arena. And they hand the Blue Devils a loss. In the end, it was pretty convincing at both ends of the floor. An outstanding performance by the Hokies here tonight. A bare comeback for the ages, but North Carolina staves off the champs, eliminating Baylor. Gets a screen. Three, top of the key. Oh, he got it! And the heels kick their rivals to the curb on their way to their 12th national title game. And in the process, in the career, the Hall of Fame coach Mike Krzyzewski, North Carolina 81, Duke 77. It's Kansas and North Carolina playing for the national title. Tip controlled by Kansas, and we are underway. Extra pass, Manning open three, left wing, same result. Back-to-back threes for Brady Manning. Underhand Wilson drives to the rim, counts the bucket, and a foul. The Jayhawks. Finds Love. Love will put it on the deck with three seconds. With two, three at the top of the key. It is no good. It falls just short. And the last number one seed is the nation's number one team. Kansas for the fourth time in school history. Men's basketball national champions. Ooh. 
What a ride to North Carolina. Right? Absolutely. I mean, the ups and downs of their season. Right. You know, just crazy. Yeah. A remarkable run for the Heels. And like I said, for the conference. Conference had a great run. Again, the end of the night, mm-hmm. you want to cut down the nets. That's the ultimate deal. But, uh, man, North Carolina fans will look back at this season and go, man, they took us for some kind of ride. Yep, sure did. And we'll talk more about that coming up in a moment. Uh, let's get to some conference cuts last night. Uh, let's start with uh, Caleb Love, who was asked to take us in the media room, take us through the last 4.3 seconds. Remember after Wilson stepped out of bounds, they went, looked at it, reset the clock. Carolina had a ball, needed a three to get it to overtime. Yeah, Coach Davis and Coach Frederick drew up a play for either Brady or me to get the ball, and then who, if that wasn't open, then it was whoever got the whoever got open. Um, and so it was a kind of screen to get me open, and it was supposed to be a screen for me to get a flare. Uh, I got the ball, and I took the shot, and we came up short. There you go. He made a lot of big ones, though. Ooh, I know that's you know the, the immediacy of I can't believe we just lost the championship. I, I get it, yeah. and that's going to sting for a while. But man, he had some kind of year. Sure did. Uh, each of those guys, uh, Caleb Love, Puff Johnson, Armando Baycott, uh, had something happen to him during the game, and they talked about it from their perspective last night too. I was running down, and, and I kind of twisted my ankle, rolled my ankle twice, and. That's what happened. Puff. Um, during the game, I got hit in the stomach and just just didn't go well once I got hit in the stomach. And, yeah, that's about it. Armando. I was just trying to drive to the basket, and I just kind of unconsciously tried to go up off my right foot, and then and I was an ankle eye engine, and then I just rolled it again. Exactly what happened there. Uh, Armando Baycott, how much pain was he in on the one good leg at the end of the game and what was on his mind after he re-injured that right ankle? Yeah, I mean, I thought I made a good movement. I mean, I thought I really got the angle that I wanted. I mean, I thought it would have been an easy basket. And then I just rolled my ankle as I was going up. And then I think we were down like two points and it was a four on five. And I was just trying to get back and do whatever I could just – even I was just contested shot or do whatever, but I mean, I really struggled. I couldn't really put any weight down on my right leg. And I don't know, I mean, right then and there, I probably knew I was done at that point. Hmm. Okay, here's uh, Brendan Marks, our buddy. Armando left the, well, he was in, I, I was told Sunday he was in a boot all of Sunday. So he left the Superdome in a boot last night. Um, Pac, I don't know. I mean, I look, he warriored the thing, right? I mean, no, we're, we're all in agreement there. Incredible effort. I, I didn't think he was going to play the way he looked warming up. Well, he, he was moving. He was so stiff, as you can well imagine. Right. Uh, but I think, you know, who knows what was going on from that perspective. The adrenaline starts taking over. Your sure. team starts making shots. Next thing you know, it doesn't hurt as much. It's the way it goes. But, um, you know, when I think about Baycott, hmm. you know, we talked about a guy like Kenny Pickett last year yeah he could have gone to the nfl decided to come back and you know what probably made himself god knows how many millions of dollars coming back to the college game and having a great year leading pittsburgh to a championship mm-hmm. think of baycott who you know sampled the water could have gone was he ready yet no nope. decided to come back mm-hmm. and look what he does 
31 double-doubles. Probably and I so. know he's bummed out, and so does Tar Heel Nation. I get it. Mm-hmm. But that was a great business decision. He had an experience that he'll never be able to buy right. going through this year with North Carolina. And, man, if you don't, if you're not impressed with what he did last night, yeah. forget about the season. Just the toughness last night of going, hey, McCormick's a star. I mean, he's a dude. We're playing Kansas, number one seed. We're a dog. We get all that. We're up 15, lose the lead, momentum. He toughed that thing out last night. He's got my respect. I can tell you that much. Yeah. And he made himself a lot of money as far as the next level. I think so. I think so. I think Armando Baycock really flourished in the four-out, one-in kind of sets that Hubert Davis ran. We'll talk about that coming up. I, look, the other part about Carolina is this, and there's no getting around the sidebar of the injury with Baycott. The other thing, too, there, there's twofold about last night. We talked about turnovers early. I thought 13 would be too many against the way Kansas played. Uh, the score kind of ended up working toward Carolina's favor, the overall score of the ball game. Because you and I both thought, I think, Kansas would run that thing into the 80s and 90s if they could. Yeah, but they time. were going back and forth as if it was first and 90. That's correct. Right? Whether they, you know, I forget what the score was. Mm-hmm. They played as if yeah. first and 90 wins. Yeah. And even when, when uh, teams were not in sync, it was still – Frantic. It was helter-skelter. Yeah. Let's go. Go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, again, if you were not entertained with that game last night, you got to find another sport. That's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, that's the part about this I want to touch on here. The one thing the last two and a half, three weeks have done, I think, has helped college basketball. The tournament was awesome. Right. The tournament was great. The fans being back, the, the right. amount of uh, – we talked about how old teams were – uh, it, the college basketball season to me was a microcosm of college football. Right. It, it's it, you saw old teams, you saw teams with a number beside their name on any given night mm-hmm. go down to unranked teams. You're like, what's going on here? And I keep in mind, North Carolina was unranked. Yeah, I mean, last night that was an unranked team pushing the number one seat. Right. right. So I mean, I, I thought the tournament was spectacular. I really did. I thought last night's game was incredible. I thought the Duke Carolina game. On Saturday was another on a long, epic run of at right. least 10 to 15 to 20 Carolina Duke games. You go back and go, well, my favorite one was this. Well, how about – I mean, it's hard to just put a number on it. We've seen it so often as we talked about in New Orleans. Right. We've been spoiled rotten as ACC fans watching all these Duke Carolina games. But I thought the game last night for a national championship game, right. everybody put it on the line. There was – I mean, you felt awful for whoever lost that game last night. Well, because it was such an incredible, epic ebb and flow, crazy runs, a little bit of everything. Well, it used to be easy to do this back in the day when they throw the newspaper on your front porch. But it's if, a newspaper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so when you can find a box score from last night, it's worth looking at the box score because something happened last night that you rarely see in a game that's 72-69. There were five double-figure scores for each team. Kansas had two guys with double-doubles, Christian Brown and uh, David McCormick. Carolina had three guys post points and rebounds double-doubles last night. That's a, You don't see five double-doubles combined, five double-figure scores on both teams, typically in a game. And so when you start looking at the numbers inside, and then we talked earlier about the 1 of 13 from 3 from Love and Davis, that's just an integral piece of the kind of inside struggle that Carolina had. Carolina, and here's the other thing too, Kansas held all six opponents under 40%. You mentioned that yesterday. Kansas held all six opponents they played in the NCAA tournament under 40%. 
And Bill Self's defensive teams, how often does that get mentioned? Not much because everybody's talking about what they do offensively, right? Exactly right. Yeah. And when they put the clamps down on Miami in the second half when they were trailing at halftime, yeah. uh, what they did to North Carolina last night, I-, I thought it was eerily similar. And it said before even the Final Four, I thought the best 20 minutes of basketball yeah. that I saw by any team in this tournament prior to the Final Four mm-hmm. was Kansas' last 20 against Miami. Although Kansas' last 20 against North Carolina, down 15, they had to have it or yeah. else – North Carolina's celebrating another national championship this morning. Kansas earned it. No they question. were the best team. They took care of it. Hubert Davis, uh, his emotions after watching his uh, big man tough it out last night in New Orleans. Well, it's not just tonight. The the type of season that Armando has had, I, I've had the privilege of seeing all of his hard work that he did in the offseason that put himself in a position to be successful this year. I've seen the commitment that he has had and the desperation for him to make this team successful. It's not just his effort tonight. The effort tonight that he displayed, he's done it all year consistently. And that's why he's one of the better players in the country. There you go. Well said. What a first year for Hubert Davis. Well anniversary of such yep and we will come back talk about his one-year anniversaries the head coach of the Tar Heels and get to your calls 844 say ACCN on not only Carolina but also this basketball season in the Atlantic Coast Conference uh, but it is the one-year anniversary of Hubert Davis's arrival as the head coach of Carolina and what a ride it was for Tar Heel fans and a fresh face in the ACC on the sideline we'll talk about it next on Packer and Durham Packer and Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Durham, it is show number 600. And we've decided to dress up as we normally do after every 100 programs. (laughs) 600 of these bad boys from the basement. Great time in New Orleans. An amazing tournament. Uh, North Carolina comes up a bit short last night in a epic National championship yep. game against Kansas. Yeah, really good ball game. 72-69 the final. Uh, discussion points on that coming up as well. Seth Greenberg set to join us in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll get to your phone calls. we got spring sports on, on this date. And, oh, by the way, we're not beyond kind of looking ahead to 22-23 when it comes to hoops. What's a roster look like? <laughs> I knew that's where you would go. Well, believe it or not, it's fluid right now. No kidding. (laughs) I'm going to tell you the same thing I told you a year ago. You let me know what a team's roster looks like, and I'll tell you what I think of their club. Right right now, it's almost comical to try to determine the way, 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 way too early, top 25 and all that other nonsense. Well, we were having this discussion yesterday. LSU has how many players? That'd be zero. Yeah. Right Right now. At one point yesterday, they had zero, and apparently there's some Murray State guys now coming in the portal or whatever the case may be, but nonetheless, they they had three walk-ons. No scholarship players yesterday morning. LSU basketball right now could not beat me, Chester, and Fuller. Because <laughs> they couldn't they get on no the players. floor. Right, yeah. Got exactly. No so we'll talk about that coming up as well, but that's in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, today is the anniversary of Hubert Davis's hiring in Chapel Hill. What a year, huh? I'd say so. You think he could write a book on just this year alone? Yeah, and it was interesting Sunday to listen to him talk about this because Hubert – was pretty candid in his comments about 
you know, for the last two months it's been this and the prior 10 months it's been that. And he really has not had an opportunity to even process kind of, you know, where Carolina basketball is in the bigger picture because it's been day-to-day, week-to-week type stuff for him. You think about it, he got the job and within, what, five days, Walker Kessler was in the portal to Auburn. He had to get in the portal to find players, right? I mean, he inherited a team that, yes, had gotten to the NCAA tournament, but Pack had also been banged out of the tournament by Wisconsin in kind of an unceremonial type performance, I thought. Yeah, they were not competitive, is what you mean, because that's what Wisconsin did to them to eliminate it. But Hubert Davis did a great job. I mean, a great job. Yeah. And, and they're, you know, when we had Roy Williams on the show what, a week and a half ago, and he's chilling out down there in Charleston. Yeah. And he talked about a lot of the naysayers, a lot of the Carolina naysayers. He goes, yeah. you know, and he basically called him out, saying, mm-hmm. you know what, this guy can coach. He knows what he's doing. Look how they're playing. Right. And North Carolina played their best basketball this season when it mattered the most. Sure did. And it took a while to tweak your lineup and you know the move to R.J. Davis to really the point. And, and they were a dangerous team, man. Caleb Love could light you up like a Christmas tree. Same thing with Brady Manick. We talked about what Baycott did all season long. Yeah. R.J. Davis could give you 30 on a given night. I mean, this team by the end of the year – was a really, really good basketball team. Don't uh, let that eight seed fool you. That was almost yeah. fool's gold. Yeah. Let's listen to what uh, being part of the Carolina family means to Hubert Davis. It's my distinct pleasure to formally introduce as the new head basketball coach at the University of North Carolina, Hubert Davis. I had always wanted to be here at Carolina. You know, growing up, I had always wanted to walk out of that tunnel, always wanted to put on that uniform, always wanted to play for Coach Smith. Off balance, Davis back down court, made it and he's fouled by Clark. Carolina family means that um, we always stick together. It's somebody that you can count on. And anybody that has been a part of this program, we're a part of family. And I could call anybody for help, for advice, for support. Um, That's what Carolina family is all about. I wasn't a high school All-American. I wasn't somebody that was highly recruited. And uh, I remember uh, Coach Smith and Coach uh, Williams coming into my home and really suggesting to me that I should go someplace else. He just felt like that from an athletic standpoint, uh, maturity standpoint, that I, it would be tough for me to play here. And I just remember telling Coach Smith that that may be true, but we wouldn't know for sure unless you gave me a chance and an opportunity. And when he left my house, he didn't offer me a scholarship. And then two days later, he gave me a call and he says, I really thought about what you said and I'm gonna give you that chance and I'm gonna give you that opportunity. And I committed on the phone two days later. And um, Coach Smith giving me an opportunity, giving me a chance to come to a place that I've always wanted to come to. My uncle Walter Davis was um, an All-American here, played for him from 74 through 77. So Carolina was the place that I wanted to go. And him giving me that chance and that opportunity has allowed me to experience the most important things in my life. 
Um, I grew up here, I played here, I graduated from here, I fell in love with my wife here. When I retired from the NBA, my wife and I decided to raise our three children here, and, and it all goes back to Coach Smith giving me a chance and giving me an opportunity. Job well done. Another question. And uh, I guarantee Dean Smith looking down from heaven last night, Ooh. watching his alma mater against the team that he loved and coached North Carolina, uh, had a smile on his face last night. Guarantee you. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's a pretty high bar to set in year one, isn't it? When you're the coach at certain schools, the bar is always there. Right. When you're talking about North Carolina basketball, what John Shire Right. Tag your it mm-hmm. is going to experience. That is, hey, it's why the elites are the elites. Right. You know, it's like Bill Self at Kansas. You know, when he took over from Roy Williams, guess what the bar was? Mm-hmm. Go win natties. That's right. It. Go dominate the Big 12. Yeah. Uh, there are certain schools and certain sports that no matter who the coach is, you know what the rules are. Mm-hmm. If you're in Alabama football, guess what? When Nick Saban decides he's had enough, he's going to go on the lake, the next dude, God, hey, best of luck to you. That's the standard, right? right? So that is the way it works at North Carolina basketball, at Duke in hoops. Uh, I mean, just the way it is. But I thought Hubert Davis, given the ups and downs of the season, like I said, at the end of the day, his teams played the best when it mattered the most. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's always a sign of a good coaching staff or guys that have bought into what the coach and the staff are saying, and now you go execute. And how could you argue with North Carolina's success? Yeah. I know last night was a bitter disappointment, but you got to take a step back and get away from the immediacy of what happened 12 hours ago and understand, man, you want the program looks like it's in great hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. And I'm, I'm making a note here because I wanted to write these out to make sure I had them. The ACC is going to have six coaches next year that are four years or less at their respective places. Mike Young, Earl Grant, Kenny Payne, Hubert Davis, Steve Forbes, John Shire. When's the last time? I mean, it's it's been a while since that number, that percentage of the inventory in the ACC was that young, if you will. Pardon the pun to Mike Young at Virginia Tech, who's done a terrific job. Right? Well, we've talked about this as a transitive state right now in ACC men's basketball. Sure. Right. And, and not only is it a transfer of coaches, it's – who's being transferred, mm-hmm. right? We just saw Roy Williams, and again, here comes Hubert Davis. We mm-hmm. just saw Mike Krzyzewski, here comes John Shire. That's not just School X as a new coach. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, like the SEC seemed like they just fired half the, their league, right? I mean, no disrespect. This is not – I mean, we're talking about Duke and Carolina. Right. I mean, these are the blue bloods sure. here, making moves. So yeah. uh, the league is in a transition. There's and no Louisville. question about that. Yeah. And Louisville's – I mean, it's a great basketball tradition. Right. So – it's a fascinating time to be on the front row with a seat to watch how the ACC's next era of coaches get cranked up. And, again, I'll go back to what gets lost in this conversation. You still have guys like Tony Bennett, mm-hmm. who's won a national championship, Absolutely. who has built a power at the University of Virginia. You know, you still have the old blue hairs, right? Mm-hmm. Jim Beheim, Jim Laranega, Leonard Hamilton doing their things. And then we'll see a transition eventually – uh, in the near future with those three schools, too. But it is a fascinating time in the ACC in men's basketball. And that's what made this tournament so important for the conference, that despite the naysayers, oh, the league's down, it's not this, it's not that, it's a one-big lead, all that nonsense. 
You know what? 14 and 5. That's what the conference did on the men's side. Yeah. Again, the ACC and men's basketball, always a standard. Yeah. We'll talk about next year ahead, including some of those inventory spots from a playing perspective. But when we come back, there is coaching news here. And it's something we talked about a couple of weeks ago. And now, reportedly, several folks are confirming uh, there's going to be a change for John Shire at Duke. When we come back, we'll talk about Nolan Smith's potential departure to stay in the league next on Packer and Durham. The Packer and Durham Podcast. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Packer and Durham back in the basement after a beautiful, wonderful stay in the crescent city of New Orleans, Louisiana. Great hosts for the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. Somebody's supposed to bring the beignets by this morning? I mean, we've been we pretty don't good about a, beignets. Boy, I, Drew Brooks went after the beignets yesterday. Well, you know, he had some catching up to do. Man. I can give you some beignet spots here in Charlotte, but it's not, not the quite same. the same. Yeah, it's not the same. Nope. Uh, all right, a little business news here on the coaching side to uh, take care of you in hour one. Uh, Mark Spears of the Undefeated is one of several guys yesterday that was reporting that uh, Nolan Smith has spoken with John Shire and told them he plans to accept the job as associate head coach with new head coach Kenny Payne at the University of Louisville. A source told Anscape, uh, Smith's late father, of course, Derek, was a star for the cards. And if you remember, uh, back during the course of the regular season when Coach K got the Louisville Slugger and the uh, commemorative Makers mark. That was quite an emotional day for Nolan Smith and the Blue Devils. Look, I don't usually do this, but I'm gonna I'm doing it today. Nolan, Nolan, this is his home. Mm-hmm. His dad was one of the actually his dad was honored at halftime. Really one of the top players ever in the history of, of Louisville basketball. Yeah. When we won in 210, to me the best picture of all the pictures was Nolan at, on the court and they had an emblem of 1980 when his dad won and then he won. I get chills, I'm gonna start crying. I want you to have this ball and I want you to show it when your kids get old enough. And his preparation, yes. You know what? We got some of that DMV preparation. Glad he's still in the league. That's all you need to know. He's a class dude. Uh, Always has been. And um, and not only from a basketball perspective, just the way he handles himself. Yeah, I mean, we've enjoyed talking to him. Uh, Mm -hmm. Always enjoyed catching up with Nolan. He's a terrific, terrific guy. Very involved with the social issues as well. Kind of a leader from a community standpoint, from that perspective. And uh, he'll be missed at Duke staff. But uh, that's a great pickup for Kenny Payne. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and Kenny Payne's starting to build it, which was going to be important. Uh, and I think Nolan Smith is a huge cog, reportedly the associate head coach, so the right-hand guy for Kenny Payne. 
terrific recruiter. Mm -hmm. And speaking of recruiting, here's a look at where we stand with some of these recruiting classes right now. Uh, and Duke, by the way, is number one. Carolina's 10. You see Virginia, Notre Dame. That's J.J. Starling, the McDonald's All-American involved in that one. Miami, 19. Florida State, 20. So, for, from a roster composition standpoint, how often do we talk about this, right? <laughs> so, the roster composition standpoint, ACC's got six in the top 20, at least so far. That's good, I guess. Show it to me in September, uh, right? Well, when the rosters are released in October, you know, you can sit there and say, Pac, we got four McDonald's All-Americas, yeah. or hey, I got, uh, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, the transfer portal, who knows what a roster is going to look like in October. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, I, I got no earthly idea. Yeah. No clue. All right, we'll get to your calls, 844-SAY-ACC. As we get to Hour 2, we'll talk about Carolina, Kansas, the ACC uh, as a whole, and uh, we got spring sports update along the way as well, and uh, we'll check in on some on this date stuff. Underway, big bout last night in New Orleans, Kansas, a winner by three over Carolina. Tough night for the Tar Heels at the end, on and off the floor. We will uh, we'll chronicle some of that and get your calls next on ACC Network. Packer and Durham. 